I have a feeling that we are circling around something here that goes actually way back to the very beginning of Western history, which is, I think, what Socrates had its beat on, right? Mm. Relationships, dialectic, dialogos, getting closer to the mystery, something that you can't put into words, but it's beyond, but we can be affected by it. And in relationships seems to be a place where we're still, our pores are still open to something like that. This is a conversation with Guy Sangstock. I'm recording this just after finishing that dialogue with Guy. Guy is the founder and discoverer of a modality of communication and relationship building, inquiry, self-inquiry called circling, which clearly bloody shows in his capacity to engage in an exploratory, intimate dialogue you know and it's the combination of heart and mind that i think makes for the most gripping dialogues actually here's my voice again this time three months later this conversation was recorded on the 22nd of november 2019 and initially released on guy's youtube channel today is february 28th 2020 and man have the last three months been a strange roller coaster, perhaps really the continuation of a strange roller coaster. And it looks like we're heading for some dips. What comes to mind particularly are the bushfires in Australia where I live and the coronavirus situation that promises to stress our globalized system to untested proportions. So this conversation feels like a very long time ago, and it felt a little odd to release it without checking in, at least partially, with where we are right now. But what's gestured and circled in on here is evergreen. How do we tune into not knowing together so that we might realize more meaning in our conversations? This is something that Guy helps teach through his embodiment and way of relating. But it's not the kind of learning you get from being told what the answer is or what to do concretely next. It's the kind of learning you get through deep immersion, play, participation, letting that inform your sense and the roles you can naturally call forth. In the next episodes, I'll be sharing a conversation recorded at a live event, also in November last year, titled Where is Mother Earth? The one after was recorded this January with a master of flow and seeker of wisdom, Jiro Taylor of Flow State Collective. The occasionally conflicting dynamic of thinking and feeling comes to the fore strongly in both of those conversations. You can get early access to both of them by becoming a member on Patreon. And on that thank you to the recent new patrons, as well as existing patrons who support this project. It's deeply appreciated and absolutely core to its ongoing potential. Patreon.com slash voiceclub is where to go, at least until that becomes patreon.com slash voicecraft. Links will be in the description. All right, here we go. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Guy Sengstock, a master in dialogue. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening as a podcast, remember to subscribe and hit the bell to track upcoming releases. I see these as collaborations. And so if this is not something that you want published, then we're in the same boat with respect to that. There's probably a more elegant way to say that, but even that point itself is an interesting place for departure, actually, because, uh, in a conversation I think you had with Jordan Hall, I think it was with Jordan, you mentioned a really interesting distinction between 
vulnerability and exposure. That was something that came up as particularly alive in that conversation. And that was something that immediately struck a chord with me. And I think it's, I think I find, I actually think it's extremely profound. And so I've been thinking about it quite a lot and I'd actually really like to ask you about it, but given that I certainly want to hear your response and have that as part of the recording, I'd also like you as well, maybe perhaps first just to briefly introduce yourself and how you feel most alive showing up in the world at the moment so that our listeners can get a sense of, of a little bit of who you are. Well, what's calling my, what's calling me most alive in this moment is wanting to know whether or not you got a haircut. I did. I did definitely get a haircut. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm covering a bit with the headphones, but. (laughs) Something something's different, right? Is it naturally (laughs) like that? Yeah. uh, Curly. Yeah, is it curly? Am I seeing yeah. curls? Yeah, yeah, there's curls. There's curls there. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's obviously been cut, but other than that, it's it's natural. Yeah. yeah. You look. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. I had difficulties with my hair for many years. It took. I don't think I had a care in the world from until about the age of eleven, and then between the age of eleven and twenty-three or twenty-four, even I could say you. I could say I, I cared, I cared quite a lot, but did not know, did not know what the hell to do about that. Um, <laughs> I remember. Talk about exposure, I, right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I should be able to manage this one now. I think, I think this is, I think that's the level of, uh, that's the level of self-concern in that vain way that if I couldn't presence that one, I still feel like, I feel a little bit of something there, but it's like, you know what? That's just how it is. I've figured it out now. I've got a product. I can get a haircut, put some headphones on. I used to wear a hat every day, basically. I used to wear a hat every day. Oh, wow. Wow, that's awesome. I just remember I had a Jeep when I was uh, in my early 20s. I loved it. And, you know, I'm in Arizona, but I was also like just growing out my hair. Mm -hmm. Now I have like spiral golden locks and i had no idea i had curly hair until i let it because i'd never let it grown before mm. but man it was a commitment to get through that in between period because mm. i would be like i'd be you know like i'm in my early 20s so i'm like a walking testosterone like machine and like mm. t- totally you know all, yeah, all that yeah. Yeah. I'd get just the right combination of gel and stuff so it didn't look yeah. too weird. And then I go to my Jeep and I drive down the street and I look in and it look like Bozo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate that. I like how you weren't aware you had curly hair. That seems that mm-hmm. seems an almost a ludicrous situation. How old were you when you discovered? I was like in my early twenties, basically. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, but I had no okay. idea for these perfect spiral curls. People yeah. used to call me Fabio. Oh, there you go. Really yeah, I see I, that. You know, I was all like, I was kind of buffed out, and I was a bodybuilder when I was younger, and like, yeah. And so I just people just didn't quite know what to make for this this one here. Nor yeah. Did I. Mm-hmm. Well, Fabio was quite a meme. Hmm. I mean, that's why. So the, Fab, I don't I don't even have an image of what he looked like, but even growing up, I remember somehow that man's name became somewhat synonymous with 
like ultimate stud of a man, but also with a hint of you're trying a bit too hard. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You are. It's like, I think if you were to, you know, I don't know much about him either. Yeah. Uh, But there was a sense of like, if you were to shape yourself in exactly the prototype of what men think women want, you'd probably (laughs) Yeah. So you get like a, you have some version of like what would look good and what is good, but you'd also imbued with it is all the mistakes that men inherently <laughs> seem to yeah, think Yeah, right. Happen, right. Right. God, attraction is so interesting. Yeah. What, what came to my mind there is smell. Because like there are people who at various times would not enjoy smelling me. But the strange thing is, is that there's a select few number of people who enjoy smelling just that kind of smell. And I'm like, what, what, <laughs> yeah. what is going on there? Yeah. 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 I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. But that we are, man, like, I don't, I think the essence of a fetish, right, is, is just that where it's almost like the opposite of allergic reaction where it's like you're. There's something benign mm. that your body responds to as like, dis- like uh, by getting sick or defending mm. itself. I think it's almost the opposite of like where you have like these these p- peculiar things that become almost religiously profound for people. Mm. Hmm? Mm. Yeah. And I wonder about how difficult those early steps were into fully accepting that and realizing that as profound, maybe the mm-hmm. kind of resistance both as a, as you know, uh, felt yeah. in that kind of super ego way from the, from the social world. Right. And then also maybe in an intimate relationship and also coming somehow from within, mm-hmm. I can, I can sense myself, reaching for a pattern that's maybe just before it's time but it does make me think of the exposure and vulnerability element just a little bit yeah um there's something about there's something Mm. about presencing Mm. your authenticity in a manner in a setting where that is held and you know energetically transmuted and communicated back to you that's fundamental to there being a sort of productive and appropriate growing relationship to the presencing of that authenticity and of course if it's not might feel exposed unsafe more walls might come up but I, i i really would i really would be very interested in in hearing hearing you reflect on that distinction between vulnerability and exposure and maybe how you felt when that came to you recently Mm -hmm. in that conversation you had Mm -hmm. well this actually kind of speaks to i mean maybe this is an interest way in just just introducing um so i'm because a lot of this has just been by dwelling and doing uh you know which is if you look at the uh a lot of circling is about um is about really being with the other and Mm. of a big part of it has to do with being seen and being heard and being felt. And then mm-hmm. all of the complications and the beautiful things that come up with that I thou connection. Right. And so, I mean, it's just fascinating to watch what happens 
to somebody in different ways when they become aware that they're paid attention to. Um, mm -hmm. If you think about it, it's like it's uh, it's just an interest. It's such a it's and I don't have anything figured out here. I think I found a mystery in that that if I follow it all the way, I end up like in some interesting, um, almost religious kinds of places. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel truly that that the path leads that way. Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, I'm curious, what is it, um, what is it you think that spoke to you that had it stand out? Right. What's, what's the thing that like, cause you knew this is one of the things I'm curious. I'm always interested in those things where it, it this is the big kind of phenomenological mystery to me is how, how do I know, um, because you find out when something grips you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But how do you know without knowing what it is, right? Already, you'd be gripped by it. And if you look at, like, if I look at my life, those things that have really seized me, right? Um, I are the things that have ended up being those things in my life that have been the most self-revealing, character building, the things I'm the most proud of, and also was simply the process of finding out what mm. it was that actually gripped me. It was like mm. a always like a, it has a horizon, something beyond the horizon. Mm. As I move towards it, it 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 gives more of a ground, but it doesn't ever release the beyond the horizon because you can't reach it. What what is what is it that grips you? And I, I sense that something out of the horizon of all these kind of wild conversations I've been posting. <laughs> that one, well, something got you there. I'm just curious, what, what, what do you think it was? Well, well, I found many things interesting, many things gripping. And... Hmm. I know it to be true is what comes up to me, right? Mm. It's mm. like, yes. Mm -hmm. It's And I know it to be true from multiple perspectives. And I know it to be true from many embodied experiences. Mm -hmm. And I know it to be true in my future. Mm -hmm. Because... I also, I see it as a, as a fundamental dynamic enabling of communication, transformation and growth itself. Yeah. So it's a fundamental cog, you know, mm. Mm. and um, what's interesting is that, and I really love the horizon metaphor you use, I've, I've, um, and, and how you make the point you just made and communicate that feeling and that inquiry. Mm. It's something I've heard you communicate a few times before. And when we spoke to each other a month and a couple months ago now, it was something you presenced then and it, mm. it impacted me. And I find that it is a really, really beautiful way to communicate something about the revelatory, but never complete revelation of mystery 
and the transformation of our selves. What, what also strikes me is that there's a sense in which we know mm. and a sense in which we don't know. Mm. There's an awful lot in it and almost it maybe it depends on how on what kind of box we're looking to wrap around that initial sense of knowing because it, i suppose in some sense that you're oriented towards the horizon at all mm -hmm. is a critical part of the actual knowing of the directionality that's appropriate itself so it's precisely as it should be it is the like what else do we want other than other than meaningful orientation in a more appropriate direction we might want a few other things but at some level that yeah. made that that's that's a beautiful thing to be in touch with yeah yes and what is it and it's like uh you know the sense of it was i really like what you just you pointed out was this a kind of it because it brings along the primordial sense of it mm -hmm. where it, in order for a um what is beyond the horizon to it to to lay claim to me right or to be claimed by it or to claim it um i must already in some sense be in relationship to it mm -hmm. and that whatever that is right that before i have any um before i can know about anything there's already a anything is available to me in some way that I find myself not necessarily having, but existing of. And that, that sense of that sense of primordiality, right. Mm -hmm. um, is where I think this, the, where, what makes wonder wonder, right. This uh, wonder isn't that sense of just the fantastical, but it's more like wonder is that sense where, Actually, I heard somebody really brilliantly put it like this. Um, been thinking about it ever since. And uh, actually, I think you were there when I showed up. Um, um, that 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 the sense making wormhole, yeah, wormhole, which yeah. is really. Great. Somebody said he talked about wonder was being in a room, and then all of a sudden, like leaning back and then realizing that that wall actually was a door. Mm -hmm. And it opened up <laughs> and it's like, you haven't gone through the door yet, but just that feeling of things that were already there, right. That were ordinary were concealed that moment of unveiling of what mm -hmm. is most near. Mm. Mm. Mm, it's such a beautiful notion and the that line of expression is something that i feel i've run through in slightly different words before and and it's the kind of thing that's of a depth that would find many 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 artistic representations because i think it's something that is yeah it's it's i i don't know i don't I don't think life is possible without that being the case because we're always precisely where we are. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. 
and if if it's not within your if there is not some capacity to discern immediately from where you are yeah. in some way then there's like a deep discontinuity that i could only associate with a kind of death that maybe that maybe you don't come back from and you know there are deaths that we seemingly come back from used metaphorically you know but then as well i'm not really sure what death is to be honest with you yeah um, totally totally well it's like I, th I was just having a moment just kind of sinking into both what you were saying, but also like to, to the way that I experienced you in that moment, but also I've experienced throughout is like how things really hit you. Mm -hmm. Like a sense of just like, Ooh, like, uh, and this kind of gets back to the, the sense what I think, I think those moments for you, to me, those are moments of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Right. Where, where there's a, a, it seems to be a cultivated openness that you, it doesn't seem like you choose to have it in some decision oriented way, but there's a place that you sit that you're, that you're proactively open to be hit by what you don't know that you don't know yet, but you know enough to be oriented around it, to be struck by it. Um, and I, I think I perceive that those moments of, and, it, and I think it comes across in, in a lot of the intensity of your expression and the way that you find out what you're saying a second after you say it, like there's a, there's a, there's a risk there. Mm. And I would imagine like just the awareness of that, this is being watched by other people and that there's, there's an orientation towards that risk that I would imagine that you are enacting a certain kind of proactive um, vulnerability, which I think is what makes something vulnerable is that it's the, the, the distinction that we're talking about is so people that, that, that don't, don't know what we're talking about is, is that the difference between exposure and, vul and vulnerability has to do with being, being a volunteer right? It's vo volunteering mm. to say the thing, right? That I know that if it isn't received or it's not understood, that I will in fact feel pain, right? Mm -hmm. whereas, whereas exposure is this experience of what, where I think a lot of our traumas come from, right? Which is you're going along, you're in the schoolyard and then, you know, somebody maliciously comes up behind you and like pulls your pants down and everybody looks at you. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no agency in that. There's just like being at effect and being exposed. Mm -hmm. But now if you think about it, you're like, if you challenge yourself to like, I'm going to go out to that same place in front of those people and pull my pants down and tolerate that whole experience. You could imagine that being growthful, right? Almost, right? could be sure sure yes Very different thing so that's kind of mm. like what we were like that that's the distinction they were talking about mm. yeah i think that's a i think it's a really i think it's a really beautiful distinction mm. and i also feel that what you say your observation observation yeah. about me is is true as well mm -hmm. um although the choice as to whether or not i 
am doing it is an interesting one. I can remember and still from time to time, although to be honest with you, quite rarely enter environments where my, at least a certain degree of my expression is not appropriate. And I feel very much just mm. what I'm, just what that leaves of me in relationship with that person, if that's the case. And I'm not just talking about, you know, having a chat with someone at the supermarket. It's not like I meet them and just want to drop into some existential not knowing, right? It's not like that at all, but you can have a laugh and you can just be more present still and that's appropriate. And you can have just the little dance with just the little vulnerabilities, opening up the world of expression between the two of you. And maybe for just a moment, there's a little bit of a, a, a joyfulness there. I'm, I'm not talking about those instances of feeling like it's not appropriate for me to express, but but when when I suppose there's instances in which you um, you feel that there are areas where someone else might not be willing to go, um, and there's there's lots of those, and I'm not again saying that that's not appropriate, but there's something about when someone doesn't want to go somewhere in such a way that compromises the authentic development of that relationship, mm -hmm. the, ex the, ex the experience of that is something I am attendant to. And I mm. feel very much as though remaining in the bondage of that serves neither myself nor them. Now, context dependent, sometimes things play out over longer periods of time, not trying to be moralistic about this or in any way. But the point being, I am, I can remember and feel in touch with what it is to not, in fact, step forward and speak on the tip of your tongue. Because there's actually a deep, I feel there's a deep knowing here that's before and between and after the words that, in fact, we're sharing right now, right? So even though propositionally, I'm not quite aware of what we will discuss, in some sense, I've... I've already invested entirely voluntarily a certain dignity and trust in this relationship. Yeah. And that, that automatically unlocks a place within me and you, because I sense it's reciprocal, that opens us in fact to some deep uh, structural but, but qualitative realities of the way relationships can be and oh look life is this weird complex thing that's also very simple depending on just how it strikes you and where you're at and what it feels like to be there you know and um there's this sense i get that some of the deepest wisdom and self-realization and wonder and so much of what we seek in Mac, maybe all of what we seek is in some sense precisely is already there. It's just, mm. you're, you're looking to put a box around what it is before. In fact, it presences itself over durations that extend beyond what your view of a box is capable of holding, but it shouldn't be boxed. It is just to be something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I was just aware of just, uh, as you're talking, just the sense of sinking in with you. Right, it's very, it a very d distinctive sense of like, like, oh, we're in this together. When, and I think it was maybe mm -hmm. 
was already experiencing it, but not explicitly until you, when you said, and I sense this with you, right? Like in some level, I'm already chosen the direction that we're in. Mm. And I sense this with you. It's not like there's a, tr what I'm hearing is that there's a trust there, right? Like, like if you didn't sense it with me, like maybe sensing, like maybe like you had a sense of like where I was actually like a uh, waiting to get you on something or something like that. Sure. Right. There, there wouldn't be this trust. And I was feeling the relationship to just sinking into myself and a willingness to be vulnerable or a willingness to not know where we're going to like let go of boxes. And when you said that, I was like, Oh, I was already inside of that. When you said it, it just highlighted it for me. Hmm. Um, that kind of quality of I think we can engender there, that there's a there's a there's a sense of of that where we're doing something together, and we're we both we don't know where it's going, but there's a um, you, I get the sense that I can kind of fumble fuck my way through something, right. <laughs> Yeah. And then like realize I'm like, I'm sitting with my pants down. I don't even know where yeah. we are. And you're going to be like, yeah, I know what you mean. Right. Like, and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a sense of, um, but it's not a trust. Like I know you, or I know something about you. Like, it's not like I have you pegged or I have guarantee of something. Right. Mm -hmm. It's more like we're engaging. It's more of a has more of a sense of that there's a way that we're sharing. There's a way mm -hmm. of orienting um, that we're both sharing that seems to engender a quality of of enactment within my own nervous system that I can feel. Mm. And I and I think what it is is just I think it's honoring the sense in which where vulnerability comes from. It's from the voluntary sense, which I think is courage. Now, mm. uh, one of the things I've noticed and one of the things I've just seen over and over and over again and experienced it in, in, uh, in circling and teaching mm. people how to circle and discovering what circling is, is that there's, when somebody's being genuinely courageous, it's almost impossible to not be totally gripped and moved by that. Mm. Um, there's something about a shared courage. Uh, mm. that it's all, it's almost like you could just kind of take the, <laughs> the most, you know, it, it's almost like to perceive, to, I, I'm, I'm wondering about this as I'm saying it, it's like to perceive someone else having courage. I think is a different kind of perception than perceiving what they're doing or what they have. It's almost like it's a perception that is invokes a, an immovedness that seems to come from the center of our being. Mm. Mm. And perhaps, and perhaps that is what, that's the virtue in vulnerability is courage. Mm. Mm -hmm. And just what that opens up. Yeah. Yeah. The potential that that enables to, mm. to come forth to be, and to be connected 
somewhat so that there's because i suppose if we think about some line of expression some improvisational dance some dialogue some uh, addressing addressing a room of people really moving forward just bit by bit there's a sense in which each step when taken appropriately if that timing is is held if it's landed then well there are steps that have come along the way and there's in fact what has been created is something that holds you know yeah. so as new things are coming into being present there is some some kind of connectivity security that enables everyone attendant to that expression to be yeah. to to be there somehow and to stand a little bit there's a place for at least one of the feet to be grounded right right yeah yes yes the 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 sense of what i think i heard you say is basically like yeah there is a sense in which um already i'm not just expressing but i'm mm -hmm. already aware mm -hmm. of the impact on the expression right so there's a there's a sense of, there's a sense of um i think uh, jordan hall put it like this it's like his memory of when he was a kid and approaching a cat you mm -hmm. had to really you had to really feel into what does the cat want and it, mm -hmm. it, it animates in every part of the expression right mm -hmm. that and that was connected to that part of the dialogue that I thought was just so profound. It just spun me around in the, in the chairs when Viveki said, you know, does that mean that the, the, like he said, is it possible that the world is vulnerable? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just not expecting that. But I think, it, I think there's something so gorgeous around this. And I think it's what you're pointing to, which is we're talking about the it that we're talking about is, um, our relationship in in the in the in 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 how we respond in our existence mm. in every moment right to everybody mm. right that we're that we're in some kind of intimate um an intimate relation mm. uh, it's not just me acting upon the world that i i get to that you know i get to inframe and consume <laughs> mm -hmm. but like my being in that I even am comported towards a world in a horizon at all is already a response to being as a whole mm. and an I thou kind of relationship. Mm. And so if we say that the world is vulnerable, that it's just, it's, it's, it's entrusting me right with being there right with my existence right mm -hmm. we're talking about something really intimate mm. a deep involvement a deep involvement yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah cats don't fuck about they don't fuck about when it comes to having their having a nice stroke they don't they they like to come just to the edge of where your arm can reach yeah. You know what I mean? They love that. They know. 
they know that they know the arm span of any human being just by just by looking for a second they come they just stay there you have to you have to reach you i'll meet you just reaching at the edge right you have to be you have to be real good at petting me for me to come any closer than that you know there's what it is to be a human being all human beings like try as they may can't not not admire the cat (laughs) right i love cats yeah yeah I love cats. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing my mom's cat at Christmas. Her name's Mary Poppins. <laughs> All right, on. Yeah, she's a big cat. She's Mary a good cat. Pop- yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> there's something, there's something beautiful. It's, it's a, it's beautifully meditative. Yeah. It's, it's like just, a, it's just a, it's aesthetic appreciation and gentleness. And yeah. if, if if you ain't aesthetically appreciating and being gentle, you're just you're gonna find out about it <laughs> very yeah. quickly. Totally, yeah, completely, <laughs> yeah, completely. yeah. So it's it's a very it's a very deep notion. The consideration of of the world as vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's a very deep notion. And the intimacy point you made, that rings true. I feel I can begin to make sense of it from an intersubjective perspective. I can make sense of it from the relationality we experience Mm -hmm. with the world. From my understanding, John may use a term like the transjective to characterize the co-defining interpenetrative growing relationship the relationship between a cognitive agent and the environment which itself is imbuing everything you know in a just a myriad ways even within that particular mapping of agent to arena because we ourselves are comprised of you know layers and layers of complex systems that are realizing themselves in relationship to habitat and just what we tap into when we begin to quieten and listen to the world that we're in relationship with. Mm. Well, just what do we mean by the world fundamentally? What just what do we mean by the world? You know, I, I don't think it necessarily means just this. Uh, well, and of course, it doesn't just mean mm. some almost 2D pictorial we might have about country here doing this to other country. Right, yeah. and I'm a citizen of that country. There's, it's, it's something so much more fundamental in the very nature wow. of how our identity itself transforms, and our experience of just what that is in relationship to what we care about. That's the level it takes me to begin to presence to, to open, open into this kind of exploration. Yeah, totally. I. I think I'm I'm struck by the 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 world as a like evoking the mystery of the world, right? Mm. Like that's mm. uh that's I think the one of the one of the key points for me that I keep if if I just keep looking at what what as I've gotten older, like what is what is the what is the thing that's beyond the present? 
for me, what I've noticed is as I, as more, as I move towards the horizon, of course, the horizon is the thing you can't ever reach, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yet it's a horizon because it also speaks to beyond it, right? So there's this, Mm. but as you move towards it, you can kind of get this sense and like, and I'm sure like for anybody's listening, just look at your own life and look at those horizons that have called you forward that, um, and then look at yourself in the mirror and see, see the character in the mirror. And then you, you're going to, you start to realize like that character is very much shaped by these, those things that's calling us forth that we continually reveal. And to me, it's, it seems like the measure of what's most real is that which keeps disclosing its infinity, its sense of mystery. Um, Mm. uh, and I, so I, I think that's what spoke to me when you talked about, yeah, the world, like on one level, the world is the, the world is the only thing we've ever experienced. It's the most ordinary thing in the world. Yeah. When you look at the, you think about the world, well, what do we mean when we say world? Mm. Right? Like, seems like it, if you try to point to it, well, where is the world? Like, mm. Thing we're always already in um, mm. somehow co-constitute at the same time mm. like how I somehow how I'm in it um, reveals it in the character that it does yet yet I was already in it already there's like so much there's so much uh, mystery mm. when bring it to light like that yes mm-hmm. That's really beautifully expressed. Sometimes we can experience lostness in the mystery. I think perhaps this is why we don't always move into it. Yeah. And um, it strikes me, Guy, because I've listened to and watched, in fact, I've watched and listened to I'd say about between seven and 10 conversations you've had, maybe, maybe about 10, actually. There's a few on other podcasts as well. And yeah, maybe 10, 11. And in a very short space of time, we spoke for a few hours, our first time we've been speaking now. And um, I knew already and had sensed and am sensing that which we've already presenced, which was a certain, you know, an, an, an unspoken and spoken agreement to be here mm-hmm. on the on the cusp of vulnerability with each other. Yeah. And I've witnessed a really remarkable capacity that you have to enable that in others. Mm. Um, and I, I think that the people I've heard you speak to are, in fact, in exceptional people who are entering into that sort of covenant with you, um, obviously, with their capacity to presence that. But I can but I, I see I see a, a mastery in what you do. Mm. And I and I also feel that that you that you have stepped into that mystery and know what it is to be on the pulse of it and also to be lost in it mm-hmm. and i feel it has to be that way otherwise mm. 
Otherwise, you wouldn't be as able as you are to help stick the landing of where the relationship goes. You know, you know, in a way, you've you've landed that many times awkwardly, <laughs> probably. You know, over the course of your life, to know oh, that it's okay. Arse over tit in this particular instance is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I pulled my own pants down in the in the schoolyard and still been victim of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um man that's a that's a deep thing it's a profound thing yeah thank you says thank you for thank you for just sharing that i really appreciate it a lot it's part of what i see is that there's something profound in the capacity you have that Mm. i wish for more people to have the opportunity to develop. Mm. Um, and I don't mean I wish them to become you. I mean that I think you are doing something. In fact, that there's something archetypal about it. There's something necessary with respect to how, how a relationship with the unknown in an inner relationship can transform in a way that's in touch with being yeah. held and seen and my sense is that that is a deep part of this kaleidoscope of conversation and tentative imagination, reimagination, construction of the frameworks wherein which we can participate, the habitats and frameworks and modalities wherein which we can collectively realize the, the set and the setting to enable continued transformation of people in a way that has them be held in community with each other and yet sovereign it's it's really fundamental and i i just i see that and it's it's why it's such a i I feel so glad to be having this conversation with you right now i uh i really felt like the way and as as i was listening to the way that you were feeling your way into what you were going to say Right mm-hmm. is, I felt a very familiar sense of of that way of feeling into it because mm-hmm. I'm right with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm right, right with you, feeling into what is this that's happening? Mm-hmm. Like I I'm learning a lot about myself from these conversations that I just wasn't anticipating, right? And it's not like so. This is kind of this is what's interesting, and I and I also I heard this from Christopher and Christopher guy mm-hmm. in the, in the four way conversation I had right up in the, in the left, my left yes. corner. A collaborator it. of John Vivek. He's a, yeah. a brilliant thinker in his own right from I how I hear guy. him express himself. Yeah. I love that guy. I'm just like, he is weaving together. Like it just, it's just so naturally lyrical in this technical way. I've just, it's just so, uh, uh, he's a unique, he's a unique being. And he said something in a podcast, I think with the woman who does the, she has a, a, a channel about quality, I think. Um, yes. Yes. A quality was, existence. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good stuff that she's doing. Um, but she had him on and he was talking about like his venture into, into this world. 
right? That no one really knows what this world is, by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Internet or game yeah. B, like all these kinds of things. There's a self phone awareness of a, there's a, this world. What is this? What's interesting is that we're aware, there's a self-awareness to whatever it is. And it has mm -hmm. something to do with technology. But we're in the, it seems like we're in the middle of something. Um, mm -hmm. And there seems to be a common awareness that we don't know what it is, but we sense something. Um, and and we're, that's, par, that's part of the conversation. And so he jumps into this. And, and one of the things he said is like, Huh. Somehow, after these conversations, I'm feeling more of a sense of legitimacy to being a philosopher. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm -hmm. "What? That? I I want to have him on again and talk and just talk about that. Like, I think that there's a, there's a link between there's a there's a link between these dialogos, these 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 um, conversations, right?" where there's a, a, there's a mutual um, tuning in something that also transcends, but yet informs the normativity that's going on between us. It shapes both of us, right? Mm. And so that he, he's starting to come to himself and see himself as a legitimate philosopher in such a way that I'm, I'm imagining he, it wasn't even like he was thinking he wasn't mm. now, but now experience of it. Mm. And I think that's has something, it's very linked to being seen, being heard, mm. aging in these things that kind of brings in a kind of legitimacy, right? Um, a kind of part, like a, a sense of a presence of, and I'm, I would say that I'm actually, uh, I'm finding a new level of that myself. Because yes. um, my intention with doing this was like, I was like, because I was listening to podcasts and stuff like that. And I'm listening to the interviewers and I, and I was almost thinking, oh my God, there's so much more there we could do. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And I'd been saying that for years. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to start doing that. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I was thinking, I, I want to hit the sweet spot between like a normal conversation and circling. Mm -hmm. And I, I I just wanted to do that. And so mm -hmm. people on, but what's ended up happening is a whole other things being revealed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, part of it too, was this sense of like, I'll have, I would have a conversation with somebody that, um, I remember this, there was a guy, there was a guy who is a, uh, he's a Heideggerian, um, scholar. And we, like we had this awesome conversation and I was so excited to finally talk to somebody that's read more Heidegger than I have. Cause I right. haven't understood why the, why the hell I've been like racking mm -hmm. my brains on this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Heidegger's got to sing to you. Otherwise it's not fun. I reckon <laughs> he's got to <laughs> sing to you, man. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 There's, um, uh, and so we have this like awesome conversation and then we get done. He's like, Whew whoa, like this was, this was something else. And, mm. you know, probably a good thing. I don't have a lot of these. This is not, and I, it struck me because I think I had an assumption that somebody like him would be having conversations like this all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. That, like I've just don't, didn't know where they were. And that, mm -hmm. so 
And I, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, wait a minute, don't you have these things all the time with people? But there's a different quality to it. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've been hearing that mm-hmm. a lot, right? And so it's had me, it, it's had me go, well, what is my role here? I don't know what it is, but it's being, I can feel a new contours of myself being revealed in a new context that's having me start to update my own my own assumptions about myself and what I'm doing. Mm. I don't know exactly what that is, but there's it, it's interesting, it's interesting this phenomena of where something about the way that we relate and we interact together, that there can be conversations and interactions that shape things like my own identity mm. is conformed, right? Mm. In this participation. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of watching a new level of it for me with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so interesting because I've been watching you do that and I'm getting a look in on you doing it in a way that you don't even have on yourself. And uh-huh. you're, you're saying that these are happening, like there's this new thing that's all of a sudden popped up. And it's yeah. in a way I have maybe the image I have of you is more of that new thing that you're becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, than or the old one, obviously, because I just haven't seen that one. Yeah, and you you're carrying along all of some of the old stuff as well. <laughs> so I can see, I feel I see quite a lot with the role you're playing and where you will play. <laughs> you no, know it's interesting. Is it shows up? It's showing up. It's showing up in that more of the wonder sense, because like on some level, on like in the world of circling and the people that I connect with. And so this is, I mean, I've been looking at this and being shaped by it and wrestling with it all. And so there's a, there's a sense of where I understand my own shape in that world, mm-hmm. but bringing that shape into another world, mm-hmm. right. Has mm-hmm. me see my shape in way it discloses. I haven't been mm-hmm. disclosed in the way that I'm being disclosed. Um, mm-hmm. Other people are saying there's something that's going on there that's distinct and impacting me. And then I'm like, well, well, I think it's this thing that we, I've been doing, but, it, but I'm mm. having a relationship with it. Mm. Right? Mm. And I, I feel, I feel that maybe, and this is one of the things that I, and especially Verveke and I've just really been kind of racking our brains around this, right? Like kind of in a, in a, in a collaborative sense, it just seems to be going on its own which is I wonder, it's like here we are in this kind of mod, like this postmodern, like um, we're now in the last 10 years, it's become something weird if you, bec- if you actually go to church, right? And you believe, like it, we're now in the first time I, since I've been alive, where being a Christian and having those beliefs are so outside of everyone's pre-thematic notions of what can be real or not Mm. that it seems though that what can happen in a conversation right seems like it's almost like there's it's like a conversation is a place where people it's one of the few places in the universe or in our what our current understanding of reality is relationship seems to be this place where almost like we can still be reached by god seizures Right, we can still have like, like, like 
uh, responses and self-revealings and notions of transcendence and understandings and insights that um, that can bypass my bypass my beliefs and my assumptions about reality, right? That I even I can't even I can't deny the experience of what can happen there. Mm. And where that mm. seemed to be available in a religious setting before, right? Um, it's less and less available. So well, I have a feeling, I'm not sure, but like I have a feeling that we are circling around something here that goes actually way back to the very beginning of Western history, which is I think what Socrates was on top, like was, was had, its, had its beat on, right? Mm. Relationships, dialectic, dialogos, getting closer to the mystery, something that you can't put into words, but it's beyond, but we can be affected by it. Like, and in relationship seems to be a place where we're still, our pores are still open to something like that. That's what is being starting to be recognized. And that starts to be, have an opening to all the other things that about the world and our relationship to it and spirituality, there's so much there, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's beautifully articulated. And as you can probably tell, like, I'm in, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. you know, I'm in, in a very, a very, a very serious way. Um, mm. and I've thought through a lot of how to tentatively, there's the train. There yes. you go. Well, there notice you go. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Hmm. There's and I, I notice there's an appropriate way to presence how the kernel of this budding transformation in relationship dialectic community feeling process it is a circling into culture a circling forth from culture deep within us already of course as well i'm also very interested in sort of structural conversations about how i see mm. um something like what I feel must be present in our culture in a way that's linked to this in order for us to, in, in my feeling, move towards something more healthy, more authentic, mm -hmm. um, more in touch with ourselves, mm -hmm. the complexity around and within us mm -hmm. and each other. And yes, it's something to circle into with care partially because the preservation of the act of the not knowing or being with the not knowing with each other, nevertheless committed to the preservation of that which is continuous in the not knowing together, which all of a sudden begins to look a bit like some stable ground to stand on, you know, like that, that I mentioned before with just stepping forward step by step, leaving breadcrumbs around it. So oh, we can actually kind of, yeah, we're sort of stable here a little bit for, for this time. Yeah. And so there's there's the actual um, realizing the importance of being 
in it and showing up with it that is mm. primary like is 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 actually the internal reality of anything we could talk about in terms of its extrinsic function in terms of where it might sit in culture but nevertheless with this project over the last number of years it's been um something i've been tenderly moving towards mm. and i feel that mm. things are coming closer mm. in terms of the level of the level of sort of a, a public offering of that than i've previously felt mm. appropriate to speak forth before mm. and that as well is part and parcel of where the conversation online is 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 developing um yeah. and you know an interlocking piece of all of this has always been and is always going to be how we relate to each other i mean it really isn't <laughs> that happens at least as far as i'm concerned at the moment in time and space um so if there's a certain amount of organization that has to be yeah. <laughs> directed to create what's going to happen in time and space it's like um you know our twitter interaction is essentially kind of um just like a, a formal structural thing it's like we're about to launch off somewhere let's see how fewer characters we can do that in <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like <laughs> but without right. that it wouldn't be happening and yeah. um, that's just a communication between the two of us. The reality, mm -hmm. of course, is that there are billions of people in the world and the coordination thereof. And, it, and again, it doesn't have to be it. It's it. But the, the challenge is top down coordination of that is not is not quite appropriate. Right. Yeah. So it's it's how to it's how to make an offer and it's how to extend an invitation that is yeah. that is nothing more than. Oh, come as you feel and i i truly want you to come or not come in in some sense this, the same way of your own integrity and choice yeah. right uh, if you don't come like that there's a sense in which i don't act, i'm not sh quite sure that i want you to be there um mm -hmm. but there's nothing really more to that other than the necessary beginnings for well in this case a certain not even a peer-to-peer -peer developmental relationship because, you know, um, you might not know exactly why you're drawn, but hey, I feel like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to come and, you know, and that's fine. And I maybe want to do more listening than talking. And that's that's beautiful. Like the contribution is as as valuable. Yeah. But I feel it. I feel I feel there is I feel there is a deep need for the kind of reimagination of our space of socializing fundamentally and from that space of socializing like a, like an, an an essence of that to be recognized as something to turn to mm. because it's if it's built correctly it's built on an authentic presencing mm -hmm. together and so the world the world that i have been driven to see for a long time is one where the powerful decisions, you know, are made on the basis or are, one is in a position of power if one has sufficiently held oneself accountable to authenticity with other people, right? In this deep appreciative either way. And I'm, I'm just thoroughly, I just thoroughly do not accept anything else. I, I, it cannot be, it violates, it violates me, it violates the people I care about. 
it actually violates the development of the people who would claim to be making decisions. There's just no, it's not, it's not, in, it, it, there are modes of engaging with reality that are more conducive to loving development and the sovereign valuing of the possibility of life itself, you know, in others, in yourself. And, and I am struck by the, the bereftness of that manifesting in the world in positions of ostensible, you know, power, ostensible positions of authority with people looking at them. It, it angers me a lot, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Right. This stand, there's the part, I think what, what I, as you're talking about, I, when you said, I will not accept, there's like a gathering sense I got, right? Of, mm -hmm. In that moment of like where, and this is the other side of authenticity, right? Mm. Right on one level, there is this deep sense of, I think it's like a lot of different words you can use for it, but there is this sense of kind of like the, Eckhart talks about galassenite, right? This kind of profound letting be, letting being being, a letting a be, right? that allows being to kind of gather up in, in its unconcealing concealment, right? Has this kind of sage openness to it. And yet, and at the same time, there's also, mm. um, also a stand, right? That's, you know, what I heard you say is like, yeah, there's something, you know, in the infinite perspectives and the infinite things I can pay attention to, there, there seems like that there is a place that if I bring my attention there, and when you get down to it, that it's kind of like, you, it's not based on certainty, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's based on something else. I don't know exactly what that is. I would imagine it's that relationship between the glass and height and the breakthrough that, that, that has one get a, a wise feel for where reality is, the, where the reality may be mm. that let me know whether or not I'm, I'm on or I'm off, right? That kind of disclosure. But there is this kind of quality where it's like there is a stand there. There is like, and the, and the, the, the stand is, it, it allows one to disambiguate in the face of infinite ambiguity, right? That... <laughs> That uh, mm. I just feel like that as you as you were. As you were we have to yeah. close to open, right? There, there, there are closures to be made, and that is that is um, that is very very interesting, given just how much, just how much openness calls for, just how much it requires. That there are closures still is a. Mm, God, it's difficult. And this, and this might be, you mentioned postmodernism earlier, right? There's a sense there with like, oh, we've got to be as open as possible. But truly there is deeply not a presencing of the groundless ground we can stand on in this, in this conception. There is a deep bereftness in the substructure of that way of viewing the world, yeah. right? There's yeah. no capacity to close. There's no capacity to stand even for a moment because the metaphysics to understand that closure is something that is, it's like, oh no, that's fixed and eternal. If I close something, you know, mm. it's like a, 
it it, it doesn't have it, i don't think it has the kind of the process relationality that we're describing yeah. it doesn't have built in the sovereign participation in transformation it doesn't have a notion of an identity that we share that transforms yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and there's a quality of there's a quality of um and this is something I got to say, we are really, I would say it, it, it's, and I'm actually learning about this a lot in my being married, um, mm. which is, it's so interesting for me to be married. Uh, and I keep, I keep feeling deeply schooled by it. Um, mm. And a lot, a lot of the reasons I'm schooled by it is, is that on one level marriage um, like, you know, people get married all the time. People have been getting married all the time. But I kind of went into it like thinking about like, well, this is kind of a formality, right? Like, but actually <laughs> as I stepped into it, yes, it is a formality. It's one that forms. And um, I'm watching it. I'm watching myself be going like, wow, I'm really in service to something um, that I'm inside of that has a felt sense of a history to it. That's present that organizes my perceptions and, and there's a, it, it, and I just get this sense of that. There's a, there's a, there's a history, like there's a presence of like, there's a presence of a deep structural his, history being disclosed. And I being, being born in the age that I am right. Like is kind of like a, you know, classic secular humanists. Um, I've always been suspect of, I've always been suspect of, of social norms of any kind, like I just almost habitually just, and I, I am now kind of seeing the sense of like, whoa, wait a minute here. There is like that something has lasted for generation after generation after generation already. Um, uh, if you really see that it's, it survived through all of this. You really look at that. It it wages a deep respect in my experience um, mm. that I'm I'm more I'm I'm waking up to more and more and more. Um, and so authenticity, and as we talk about authenticity, you know, I think that I had this idea without even reflecting on it um, that authenticity is something like uniqueness or kind of doing your own thing or, or dancing to the beat of a different drummer. But I'm now starting to think it's actually something distinctly different. And I think I, I've thought about this, this word like author, author, right? Like, mm. and, I, and I get this sense that it's like, it's more like this, authenticity is more like this. It's more like picking up the concerns that you were born, the inherited concerns that you were born into and the roles that you can't not be in, right? Mm. Intel what what becomes intelligible to do, right? Is 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 given into this like womb of intelligibility that you're in, and it's more of a sense of like you pick up the book and you read it, you read it so deeply, right? All mm. the procedures and the enactments, and you do it so deeply that at some point you've read it so thoroughly that the next chapter, page you turn, you you realize that you're writing the next the next paragraph. You're writing it as you go, 
but this that whole period of like deeply deeply being of and in the world and taking on those concerns and being responsible and like humbly learning the authorship is the is the surrender into that fully and really making it your own um and, and in a certain sense the the authoring of the next page is really like you take the pen from all the previous authors and you got to earn that right yes mm -hmm. yeah. oh there's there's a lot in what you said the have to earn it could you could you say more on this on what on this notion of earning yeah yeah well, I think it's like one of the things that had me had, had it kind of emerged for me in the moment was just this. You brought brought up like the postmodernists, mm. um, and now there's all mm. kinds of gradations in postmod. So like it's already an overgeneralization, but like you know the kind of it's a weird arrogance that I can relate to, right? I'm kind of of it in a certain way, right? Which is which is basically look. There's no ground. All there is is inherited stories that the whole, the whole thing, right? The, the yep. whole thing. And, and one of the things they don't notice is that, okay, so there, there's, there's no ground. Therefore, everything is a dun, 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 And they just put themselves in another ideology, another kind of like mm. can't escape, mm -hmm. right, in a certain We're sense. We're still here. We still end up here. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so what are you so, going to do? That that is that's precisely the thing. That's always the thing with it. We're with each other, mm. and so we're with each other. And and I think this is part, kind of brings back to the relationship. One of the things about about technology, right, is, and I think this is why circling is emerged, right, in a certain way. Um, mm -hmm. Even like you know, twenty, thirty years ago, if we were, if it would have been just made no sense to go like, okay, we're going to create, um, we're going to create a, pra <laughs> a practice on like basically the fundamental unit of relationship. Let's just let's do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. It th that wouldn't have made sense until recently. And I mm. and I've been coming to think about like, well, why is why is uh, a moment at, at Burning Man with with my friends that opened up to this profound thing? How did it go from that to all around the world, despite right the pathetic characters that were doing it? <laughs> right? <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't I don't know like, about that, but I'll, was, I'll I'll accept it in 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 jest. But I don't know. It wasn't through like know how and good business skills. It wasn't through marketing, sure. right? Sure. It would happen emerged on its own. It's like, what is it responding to? And I, I've, I'm not sure, but I've come to, I've, at first I was like, well, maybe it's the methodology, right? And, but I'm like, you know, it takes a lot of education to look at what we're doing and distinguish it from any other human potential movement thing. Like, it, and then, and then, I started to look at, I started to really look at social media. And I think that there has been something that's been so profound and impactful that's kind of, uh, that, that I don't hear talked about that much, which is, and I think it started at first with the answering machine, 
right? Where you go back in time, there was a point where there was no answering machine. Mm-hmm. And when you had to exchange information, you always had to call the person and they had to answer the phone. And you had to have this weird, amb- ambiguously filled thing called talking have to happen, right? Mm-hmm. For it to be like a, an information exchange, right? Mm-hmm. But then the first place it came up was was the answering machine where all of a sudden I can actually kind of relay information without having to go through the, the relationship. We can connect without having to relate. Mm. Now you fast forward and you look at all the multiple ways in which we can connect and exchange information without having the, as Levinas would say, the phenomenological basis of all all morality and all ethics being the encounter with the other, the ethical obligation, the phenomenological sense of nervousness you feel when you look at another's face and why you can't be like, why when you don't have to deal with that, you have road rage and you can do it without feeling guilt about it, right? Mm. Is because something that happens in the encounter that is you can't get below and Levinas would say that that if if you didn't have that fundamental experience of a a sense of a sense of responsibility mm. in the face of the other, right? Mm. Um, ethics wouldn't make any sense unless there was that primordial mm. right, relationship. And now, if you if you make it an option all of a sudden to either have that or to send a text, right? You now have a choice that we've never had before, right? And whenever you change the structure of communication, like like if you, you know, if you like read, what is it, McLuhan talks about this. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's so, it's, it's like whenever you just change the structure of communication, you change everyone's identity. You change the world. Um, mm. And so I have a feeling that in a certain sense, one of the reasons why circling, which the thing that is unique about circling is that it, it's like you could say it isolates the fundamental unit of relationship that underlies all of the relationships and makes it a yoga. Well, because it's uncomfortable to do that, right? My nervous mm. system is kind of gravitate towards just like machines did after the industrial revolution brought everything in front of us. We didn't have to move. Right. Then all of, before that, there was no such thing called the physical fitness. Right. Mm. Um, because life was hard enough. It involved lots of movement. Um, and I think that there's a, something similar going on with relationship. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, so there's that authentic attunement of 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 like finding the right because that's a lot of what goes on in in, in interactions on just the, the social dance mm. part is mm. we're, we're constantly like if what I say kind of hurts you on some level, right? Or like if I'm you get this immediate feedback that doesn't really there's no rule book that lays all that out, but it's a phenomenological enactment of a dance, right? Mm-hmm. That we don't have to do a lot of anymore because we can just text each other. But I think we we start to lose our humanity. Um, mm. Mm. I mean, wow. 
these conversations. Yeah, those are, so, so those are some of the thoughts I've been having over the last couple of years. About this stuff. Yeah, beautiful thoughts. When you mentioned the word nervousness, it immediately brought to mind the nervous system, obviously, yeah. and how important it is to co-regulate nervous systems in adults. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's with with a text message. It's it's you know, and we're figuring out new emojis and gifts and stuff like that, but in many respects it's it's taking pretty blunt instruments to mm. regulate what is an incredibly complex complex potential art form and dance yet and here's interesting well wow, there's so many places to go let me check my phone because i sense okay it's 1001 and so we have a my time which means we probably need to wrap up within about 20 minutes or so that's right isn't it yes 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 um Oh, so interesting. And this isn't where it came up to me to explore with you until right until the end of of um of your expression there. And that's this, which is we know that millennials and I think even moreover the Gen Z, which is the the generation to come after the millennials, are absolutely immersed in developing their relational sense of self yeah. and sense of other using platforms and this kind of technological communication that removes key elements of what we've for the entire history of humanity used to regulate our nervous systems which was other nervous systems <laughs> in space in proximity yeah and there are different ways of thinking about this that I've heard. I've heard some very optimistic takes which are relevant to bring into the picture because we must, we, we, we must I think, be open to the sort of already, this already relationship we have with technology and just how much the incentives of this of the system that we're a part of are, the car is already running and while we may consider slowing elements of it down, even if that were the case, mm -hmm. reimagining how we consider growth in areas of development and awareness, perhaps rather than a certain kind of materialistic, ordinary economic growth. Even if we wanted to have that conversation, which is a very interesting conversation to have, the car is still going to take a certain amount of time to slow down. And if it just stopped suddenly, that would be a real bloody problem. So the car is going to be moving somewhere. And so there's a sense in which it is interesting to consider what new modes of communication and relationship are made possible by these kind of um, platforms, while at the same time looking to establish a place where we may remember this this other, in, in my sense, still deeper kind. Um, just because we're so, I mean, the whole attitude we've taken to understanding the world and our bodies is has for the most part always been through certain boxes that have obscured a kind of a different take and we just there's so much mystery there's so much mystery you know and it's it's not a it's not appropriate to to box that away and and not not attend to it and not reimagine it again and continue to as of course many many people are but um but there's something but i also don't I, I mean, 
I guess what I'm searching for here is what we might say of the the because I've heard people present something like, oh, there could be, you know, an affordance of a different kind of language that maybe actually we can take a certain kind of state and perhaps um, use a certain kind of emo emoji or a GIF to capture that in such a way that communicates a great amount of information and has that embed in a way that's really fast and um, adaptive. And in many respects, we are establishing. So really we have to, so if that's the case, we actually want to, the memes established in that um, must be continuous with what it is to show up in person as well. So, so while it's appropriate to create new icons of communication, um, these we, we we must be we must be enabling a con a continuousness of our relationship to that up and down the full stack of relational modalities. Yes, and um, yeah, that's something that came to me there. Yeah, and there's there's a there's a sense in which. You know, I think you're. I think you brought up a good point, which is, which is, you know, like as much as we can, we could look at this and be horrified, right? Appropriately, mm. there's a way in which there's a way in which there's a historical movement, right? That we just can't piss in the wind of it, right? Mm. We can't. Mm. It's one of the things about. Uh, some some of the some of the dialogue around around climate change and stuff like that like I, I'm not an expert in any of that and um, but I there there is this sense in which I notice <laughs> I don't think that we have history in our hands I don't think we produced history and I don't think we have it in our hands as an object right. And I think that there was in your, in it, we're of it, right? We're historical, like through and through. We already are before we have anything to say about it. There's mm. something happening. And like, uh, <laughs> so in so many ways, yes. like, it's, ways it's like the great, we'll have the greatest intention. And like our very way of addressing the problem can be the problem itself, right? And not even know it and have us be blind to it. There's something else happening, right? Um, and I, I think that there's something about, uh, there's something about not like, there's something about that not, it's not like I'm going to ever figure out how to, how to do a different history. It's, I mm -hmm. think it's more like there's a movement that commands deep respect in which I'm a little ant right in a tree it's trying to like even <laughs> doesn't mm -hmm. even know to what degree it's on a tree right mm -hmm. um and uh be just really aware of those of, of of just that humility which is strangely concealed in our times and this is what heidegger would call he would say this is this is like where our our, mm -hmm. our primordial sense of of being is is a kind of we see it technologically right in the sense of that being is no longer an object over against a subject it's now all a standing reserve where we seek to optimize and extract the energy from it we don't long we no longer see the rind we see power plants mm. right we see everything as a resource 
to extract from and to order in ever evolving. And so what that does technologically, and if you can kind of see it in anything technological, the being of technology collapses distances, right? So like the more technological the phone is, the faster it is. And you can, there's, I don't know why, no one can really say why we need faster phones. Like at this point, there's a momentum going on, right? It's a movement of being. And I think what Heidegger would say is like, it's more like, he he would say something like, you know, it, you can't move against it, but you can develop, you can seek to develop it beyond itself. And I, I, I heard that sensibility. That is right? beautiful. Yeah. I heard that sensibility in that, like, mm. and I, and I wonder, I have no idea, but I wonder if part of what's happening in these conversations right? And that people are now having conversations about these conversations is that technology actually has brought, brought together a platform that, that enables something very untechnological called a meandering conversation, <laughs> right? Um, in which we can share. And, and that, stre- that, that, beams out of, that beams out to me anyways. Mm something very distinct from a lot of the other things that technology does, which is just create more technology here. Mm. You and I can mm. talk. There's no way we would have ever have talked before, but we're, mm. we're able to unite and then stand on the platform that this creates in such that we can, ha- we can engage in something that's um, not collapsing distances. Right. Yeah. It's it interesting that you use the metaphor of standing on the platform almost as though then to call across and engage in a certain kind of relationality enabled by the platform. There's a, there's a dimensionality to that. That's, that's a 3d image. And if you know, it's, it's also something taking place over time. Yeah. It's very interesting guy. I'm so, I'm so grateful for this conversation. The first artificial thing in it is me, um, is me catering to this time and space thing. Um, because, <laughs> yeah. because if I, you know, obviously there's, there's, um, the river continues meandering and, yeah. um, but I'm, but I'm very grateful. I'm, I'm very grateful for, for this dialogue and if it, it feels absolutely appropriate for me to share it. Me too. Um, is that how you, f- yeah. So I, um, I wish you a, a wonderful rest of your day, and weekend. Thanks. And yeah. onwards, I'll be I'll be watching on and enjoying. So thank you. And um, totally. also forward. on another, I just on another practical note, like sure. Um, in I think March is when we I start the next training program in in the thing that I do circling. Also, next time let's talk. I want to talk about your uh, your live events. Your live event. That you're about that yeah. simple. Yes, absolutely, and. Um, that's precisely what I'd love to collaborate on. And of course we already are, we already are, you know, yeah. um, I'm d- deeply being informed by all of this and it's, um, really enabling of creating a certain presence, knowing that not only are we there in the room with each other, but there are people around the world who, who feel the the importance and the relevance of similar things. And it's that kind of communication cross 
these micro communities that I think is part and parcel of this whole endeavor that we're on. So right. yeah, yeah, beautiful. All right, awesome. thank beautiful, you, thank you, guy. Thank you. All right, mate, I'll talk to you soon, I hope. Have a beautiful day. Thank you to all of the patrons, the supporters of this project who donate a small amount of money per month to help this happen. What this project really needs is more support in that way. And if you are interested in supporting this, then you can go to patreon.com slash voice club, at least until that eventually changes to patreon.com slash voicecraft. And in any case, it's lovely to have you here.